Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Life Coach Joel Elston here. Today is Thursday, March the 1st, 2018, 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Your first daily dose of happy for the day and happy March 1st. March is here. Winter's almost over. Spring's on the way. It's it's a good time, Joel. It really is. I, at least in, in central uh, Virginia for the last couple of weeks, we have had incredible weather. It's not been... Uh, you know, lows of 40, highs of 60. It's been beautiful. Oh, gorgeous. We're not quite that warm here in Connecticut, but uh, yesterday we almost reached 60, and, and we've been generally in the 40s and 50s, so I'm getting out again. I'm liking that. My my knees really need to get out. My legs need me to get out, but I'm finally getting out again doing my walk, so that's a good thing. And uh, That's I'm also, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good news. It, it is really good is. news, yeah. I mean, I, I am very, cla- very glad and very pleased when spring starts to approach because that's when I can get my activity going in a big way again, and I love that. Plus, I'm also celebrating because we are on day two of the new computer, and so far, every time that we've been using it, there have been no sound drops. So sound has dramatically improved on the show. Well, we keep making those those incremental improvements, and and this was a big a big step forward. No doubt about it, it really was. And uh, I know that one of the reasons that we are able to make uh, steps forward is because you and I and uh, the other co-hosts and those who are regular practitioners of the law of attraction make it a practice to get ourselves into that positive zone as much as we possibly can. And you, you had a really interesting post about that on Facebook today, so I thought we could make that the topic of our show. So so it's a topic and it's also a challenge to our listeners. Can we go 24 hours without once complaining? That's a heck of a challenge. Well, it it, it sounds, um, when you initially say that, it sounds, oh, well, of course I can do that. But the, the we, we've discussed this. Many times, the the concept of how our minds have been preconditioned to complain or look for the negative or almost immediately uh, get into that default negative way of thinking. And it's something that that has been handed down generation to generation. And so going an entire day without complaining, uh, it it really is a much more monumental task than than it really sounds like. Because if you think about it... uh, uh, yesterday, for example, you know, I have to be in the mindset. I, I have uh, one of my vehicles for business is, is leased. And, um, so I, I, uh, you know, one of the things that I do is, you, you know, I, I'm always grateful for everything that I have. Well, yesterday, randomly in Virginia, we have a, a personal property tax that I normally pay on my, my privately owned vehicle, you know, and so I make a long story short yesterday. I received a random, uh, just this random bill for you know, a little over $500 uh, for this personal property tax. So while I, on some level, I guess I knew it was coming, I had no idea that it was coming, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, so, I get uh, it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, and again, what we do, what most people do, is we get into this uh, version of, Oh my God, you know that, and and so I'm, I've I've worked really hard to when you know when things like that come along to really focus on just I'm really grateful to be in a position that that surprise bill did not hurt me. It 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 was I'm in a position to pay it. It was no you know no big deal. But it's just still that we have that default way of thinking, and it's it is a hard thing to reprogram in your brain. 
And um, so it, it, so I, I didn't complain about it. I got it immediately. In fact, one of the things that I do, I, I, I immediately wrote a check for it. I immediately got it into the mailbox. And, and that, to me, those are things that are just really helpful. Um, very almost excited that I'm in a position to be able to do it. And so I reversed the concept of that negative, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to be able to do this. It's going to affect me financially. In reality, it, it's, it's not. Now, I don't want – I'm not trying to invite – you know, $500 random bills every day either. So, <laughs> no, <laughs> this is true. We really don't want those to come every day. Um, I actually went through the same thing with the computer because it, the computer was about that around $500. And where my financial situation is right now, $500 is a lot of money. So that, that was a tough one. And my default reaction was, well, Okay, yeah, I can see that, but I've been working so hard on getting this other computer to work functionally, you know, to work, to work the way it needs to, and I've made so much progress with it. And, and so I kept trying to talk myself out of, you know, taking all of the stress off myself because I had tremendous amounts of stress that was piling up simply because I wouldn't spring for the new computer. And when I finally did it, it, I had to talk myself into it. I had to drag myself through it. And then I got, I was like, oh, boy, that feels so much better. So I put myself through all that hell for nothing. I mean, it was for nothing. Right. <laughs> it was crazy. Well, it, but that—that's what we do, and and that that when you see that, you know, that concept of of within this, you know, if we can expand on that general concept of of you know, co- you know, not complaining, but almost taking it a little further with not just complaining, but also not worrying. You know, yeah. worrying is a, is an equal. Uh, to me, it's in the same concept of complaining. Worry is a. Uh, a, a woe is me negative concept. I'm going to worry about this. And, and there, there, there is no constructive purpose for worry. It is a, a phenomenon that I don't know exactly, you know, how or where and, and don't want to blame any, any one group for doing it. But the concept of this worry is, uh, it, worry is just anticipation of what, what is bringing about what you're, you know, that's where you're focusing your energy with worry. It's true. And, and certainly we don't want to worry about worrying. And I know people who've done that too. In fact, I know that I've done that. Worrying about worrying. I mean, it's bad enough to worry, but to worry about worrying? <laughs> oh, jeez. Right. Well, and, and, and it becomes debilitating. And, and, it, and, you, and then again, it attracts more of the same into your life. So, Absolutely. So the complaining, the worry, that, that mindset of stepping away from that and not allowing, you know, it, it, it's just this, this, this way of thinking that, is so much different than we've always done. Again, using the random five hundred dollar uh, uh, bill, you know, that, that just randomly shows up. The, the concept of how that can complain, you know, and, and bring more about is okay. Oh God, now you know, I, I was gonna, I was gonna have an extra five hundred dollars this month. I'm not, you know, now I'm not gonna have that. And you, then you return back to that that way of of the, there's a lack or or I don't have the universe is not going to fulfill my my need of abundance and in reality it, it has nothing it's a five hundred dollar bill the world won't come to an end uh you'll you'll get more and and i have historically i've always been amazed at this i'm, I'm expecting something random to come in the mail in the next week or two i didn't even realize i got more more than that money coming randomly it, it has been many times so um you know I, I i'm certainly not upset with it and it's a very big beginning of the, you know, it's the beginning of the year, sort of in the, you know, we're at March, but what, what a great year I'm already having. I'm going to continue to have a great year, not just in financial stuff, but in, in, in the whole concept. So that, 
that to me is is one of the big changes that that I've made, and also one of the things that I've I've taken a step further. You know, using the same concept of worry and 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 uh, you know not complaining. The uh, as you know, and 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 the audience is, our audience is probably very tired of hearing this, but one of the things I've cut out is news of going on two years now. I haven't watched any news, and uh, this week I took it even a step further. I got rid of cable. I don't have anything but internet in my house. So, so I and and I described it. What I what I like is I now am in a position to be in charge of my own programming, and I program only. You know, there's I'm trying out the different streaming services right now. There's one. Uh, it's called Sling TV, and you literally can get the smallest package. Uh, it, it has what I, I want on it. I can control what comes in. My son Justin's never, he, he's not a big TV fan. He does a lot of YouTube stuff and, and video games. So he's not missing anything. So, but, so the, the reason I mentioned that, Walt, is to me, the concept of when we watch the news and then we, we complain or we worry or we hear this and we get involved in all the drama. Well, I don't know what's going on in the news. I certainly hear other people talking about what's going on in the news. And I just, I, I laugh because I, I just stay away from that. It's like, wow, wow, I don't, I don't need to do that. Now, I do have to admit that I do tend to watch, I don't watch the news, but I do check the news out via Google News. I'll just look at the headlines. I won't look at anything, uh, you know, I won't delve down and, and click and, and read any of the articles. But I'm doing that because the, the news headlines, especially these days, especially the political ones, they're just funny. They make me laugh. So, I mean, if, if I'm actually reading them and I'm finding they're not making me laugh, I'll close it down instantly. But I'm allowing myself just that much attention to the news, just long enough to see what the headlines are because, I mean, they become sillier and sillier and funnier and funnier every day. So, you know, that, that way of using the news is fine. Any other way you want to stay away from. Right. Well, and, and that, and that's, that becomes such an important, you know, an important factor in, in, in anything because the, the, you use the, I've used the term programming before, but, you know, the, the media and, and, and the internet, they're, they're trying to program us into a certain belief, you know, and, and they, they, there's, there's, it's out there. And if you buy into it, and, and this is a sort of a negative view, the, the metaphysics of, the law of attraction and you know it, it 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 supports what they're doing actually they're using the law of attraction in ways but they're using it in a very addictive way on that other sense of sort of drawing you into this idea that you know what they this this would be not following this administration it, uh the the current administration in the white house has done it if anything they've literally changed the news cycle from what used to be almost a 24-hour news cycle to Almost a six-minute news cycle. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, it's right. just you, you, one of the good things is no matter how big their scandal is or, or alleged scandal, it will only last about six minutes because the next one that comes along is much bigger. It's like <laughs> whoa, whoa, you know. And, and, and so, so they, 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 you know, it, it, the friend that was telling me, you know, this concept, he said, "You see what you know happened, uh, you know, with with so and so with President Trump." And I'm like, "No," it, and he goes on to explain it. And then a couple of days later, I said, he said, you know, something else. I said, oh, I thought this happened. He goes, oh, you really don't watch the news. He said, that's like <laughs> nine things have happened since then. I'm like, wow. That's, that's, that, 
I said, that, that's pretty awesome. So the fact that I didn't take the time to worry about any of them is a benefit. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we should probably talk about that side of it too, because the whole point of taking this challenge up of not complaining or not worrying even for 24 straight hours is to have a positive effect on ourselves. So let's talk about that. What kind of effects can we anticipate? I mean, let's put it this way. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you bluntly. Have you gone 24 hours without complaining? Uh, many 24 hours without complaining. And I, I, I find one of the, the, the great benefits to it is I, I now recognize that by not complaining, the momentum of complaining or the momentum of being grateful continues. And, and it, it, it allows me to have a day where, where I don't have things to complain about. And, and it's, it, it isn't that anything's different. I'm just conditioned not to complain. And that, that's important. The, the, you know, and, and I'll have moments when I say that I'll have moments where I have to catch myself very quickly. Uh, and, and usually they involve traffic situations. As you, you know, as many people have. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, and I've, as, as I, one of my, one of my trademarks in, in my profession is I am an, a huge believer in being on time. I mean, I, I like to, if I'm not 10 minutes early, I'm, I'm late in my mind. I need to be on time. I like to be on time. I think that shows respect to, to everyone. So uh, w- when I'm doing that, when I'm on time and life's going pretty well, uh, I feel really good. Well, the other day I, w- I had a, a 7 o'clock meeting at my office, 7 p.m. meeting, and there, there's two ways to get to my office. One's a little longer. It has a lot of stoplights, and the other is basically an interstate route, and I get to make the decision um, when I, I cross over the interstate and I can go left, which is the, the longer route or stay and get on interstate. Well, I happened to be talking to my son and I forgot to look at interstate. And by the time I got on the, the entrance ramp, it's, you can't turn back and it's bumper to bumper. Uh-huh. And so now I start finding that I, I feel that anxiety. I still have plenty of time to get to the office. And I'm having to process with myself, and 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 and, and so I I don't allow myself because complaining and yelling at the traffic certainly does not help the traffic move along any better. Um, so I, I I do have moments like that, but I don't allow myself to fall into that pattern, it, and that's very important. Uh, you know, and and I when I don't complain during a day, then it, it sounds so cliche, but I just don't find more things to, to complain about because when you remove the complaining filter, you quit seeing the things that create complaints. And I know that's, that's, that most people don't get that, but I've used that analogy before. If, if I tell you not to look for the color red in a room or while you're driving, you automatically are filtering now for the color red. Your, your brain has been identified, here, identify red. They just heard the word. And by not complaining, you, you you quit looking for those things on the horizon. The brain quits scanning for things to complain about. And yeah. it, it, by the way, it I got to thank you there. I, I got to thank you there because as soon as you said that, I was I was monitoring what's going on with the signals and so forth, and immediately all the red stuff just popped up. So thank you very much for that. <laughs> no problem. I just want to throw that out there. Uh, <laughs> so. So we, we, we certainly attract what we, we, we think about, right? Absolutely. So, uh, but, but that, that's it. It's exciting, Walt, that, that when you understand that, that the basis of the law of attraction is, is simply what you're feeling and what you're thinking about is what you're being fed by the universe. And complaining 
it doesn't it doesn't care. All it does is simply say, "Oh, you're complaining." Let's let's give you more things to complain about. Absolutely. You mentioned your story about uh, how you accidentally got on the interstate without checking first visually to see what it was like, and it reminded me of a, a story that occurred while I was Louise and I were living in Virginia because, as you know, that's where uh, we, we never actually met in person. But when I was in Virginia, that's when we met uh, via phone and via the first uh, interview that we did together. And there was one point in time when my brother who is currently married, but at the time uh, it was his girlfriend. His girlfriend's family came to stay, and they're from Trinidad, and among other things, they wanted to go into Washington, D.C., so they came to stay with us because we were about an hour away. So you know, it made perfect sense, right? So they came to stay, and we had a, a really lovely two- or three-day um, weekend together. I think it was an extended weekend, or I can't remember exactly what it was. But they were here for a few days. That's the point. And at one point early in the next work week was the day we decided to go into D.C. Well, you know what D.C. is like. You know what the uh, traffic into D.C. is like. And you know what the trains are like. So you know as well as I do, if you want to get a parking space at one of the outside parking lots to ride the metro into D.C., you better get there early. Otherwise, forget it. You're not going to find it. They're just jam-packed. They just fill right up. And we knew that, too. Yeah. So, okay, well, we got to do something about that. Well, found out that there are, you know how they have those um, special spaces right near the front that, that people pay hundreds or thousands of dollars a month to get? Well, it turns out if yes. those spaces aren't all filled after 10 a.m., anyone can use them. I didn't know that. But I called and found out that that was true. I said, oh, well, there's a way we could do it. Well, to make matters even more challenging, shall we say, we had to take two vehicles. We couldn't fit everybody into one vehicle. So, okay, now we got to get two spots. Okay, this is going to be even more fun. Well, we figured let's apply law of attraction. That's the only way we can be sure we're going to get this. And we are going to try to be there right at 10 a.m. So if there are any spots, we'll grab them. And we'll just have to trust that it's all going to work out. Okay, the day comes. We get in the cars. We're on our way. We're on I-66. And you know how bad that highway gets. Well, we're on I-66 and we're coming into Manassas and just come to a complete stop. Just nothing moving in any direction. And I'm looking at my watch, I'm looking at the clock on the dash, and I'm thinking, ooh, we got to get through this pretty quick, or we aren't going to get there in time, because as soon as 10 o'clock comes, somebody's going to grab whatever spots are available. It's got to be us. So we say, okay, well, everybody, and everybody is on board in the car. Everybody's on board. We're all trying to, to attract this. So, okay, universe, you got to deliver a solution to us. And you know what happens? We're sitting in the far left lane. It's like a six-lane highway, right? So three lanes on a side. We're on the far left lane. We can see that there's an entrance ramp or an exit ramp, depending on how you want to look at it. It's one of those exits where you take the exit, and there's actually two or three exits off of it, you know? So it's like a little bypass kind of a thing there, and then you can get back on the highway. Right. Well, we can see that that's moving smoothly, and we figure, wow, if we could just get over there, you know, it would be great. So, okay, well, I put my signal on, and you know what? All the cars moved out of our way so we could get over to that place. You never get that. People don't get out of the way on the highway. But every single car moved out of the way. Within like a half a minute, we were over on that access ramp. We drove past all the exits that were there, got back on the highway, and we're flying down the highway. All those other cars were still backed up back there. We get to the the parking lot of the first metro station, which is the big one. I'm trying to remember what the name of that uh, particular metro stop is. Vienna, the Vienna metro stop. And, 
of course, we're running like five minutes late. So we're getting there like five minutes after 10. I'm thinking, oh, geez, we really need the law of attraction to hold a spot for us because now anybody can grab whatever spots are left. Okay, come on. Got to hold it for us, universe. So we, we go to – there's there's uh, parking lots on two sides. We go to the first side. All used up. Okay, the only thing left, go around, drive around the highway to the other side, see if there's anything over there. Now it's like 10, 15, 10, 20. We get over to that side, and as we're driving toward the gate that you go into to get into the where the privileged parking is, we can see there are two spots side by side that are still available. We pull up to the gate, and we see two cars ahead of us waiting at the gate, but they're not moving. And one of them, the one who's closest, actually is not up close. They're reading the sign that says the lot is full. And they're just sitting there. Wow. So I signaled to my brother who was driving the other car. I said, follow me. We drove around those cars, went through the gate, grabbed the two spots, and went into the, to the metro station. The law of attraction was holding those spots for us. <laughs> wow. Wow. I mean, well, and, and you, you see that, that that's stuff that that you know you know it reinforces that concept that you're talking about and and it, it's just such a uh, when you live in that in in or the other way if you'd have been that self-defeating attitude there's no way no way no way then then there, there wouldn't have been a way and and it's just that it, it that's the that's the million dollar answer uh sometimes literally million dollar answer in life of of what we bring about is what we're 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 truly feeling when you're really believing that that's going to be the possibility it's, it's going to be something that that you know you you just sort of put it out there and it was fulfilled and, and i i can tell you even today i know it isn't true but i still imagine those two cars sitting at that uh, entrance ramp you know the the, the entrance to the gate they're, they're, i imagine them sitting there to this day waiting for the sign to be pulled away saying that the lot is no longer full and we're we've gone through there we're we're out <laughs> all because we believed and they didn't believe they thought they were limited to oh god they're probably complaining i can't believe the lot is closed i can't believe i can't get in here there's got to be a way to do this i can't believe this like why does the lot have to be closed i'll bet you that's what was going on in their heads because that's what the normal reaction is, right? Right, right. Yeah. Well, and that that that's such an important uh, moving forward uh, mindset. Not not just in the you know when you're expecting and 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 not looking you know not looking at everything that could go wrong. It, it it just is amazing how these pieces start to fill in. And 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 on the other side of it, when you're looking at everything. You know, oh wow, there's just no chance of this. And like you said, this cars are sitting there, and they, they don't realize they they missed that opportunity. That's right. It was sitting there. They, you, know, you could even see from the gate. You could see the two spots that were open, but they couldn't see them because yeah. their mindset was right. complain. Right. Well, and and you don't. You know, you you don't. You know, I, I do this often. One of the, the the grocery stores that we go to is sort of in my neighborhood, and and it. Uh, it is a very busy grocery store, and I have a way that I go sort of the back way to avoid traffic every time. It's probably a, a little longer, but it certainly is worth it not to hit me traffic. Well, I just drive right to the front instead of you know looking in the back. No matter how far, I drive right to the front, and and the majority of times I find something in the first couple of rows. I'm just expecting that, and it, it it's it's. You know, we're talking about parking. We're not, but but it plays out through the rest of your life too. You know, it it 
it, it's what your what your that emotion, that vibration, all that stuff that we keep talking about is very real. Oh yeah, and very you know very very tangible, and that energy has its own. It, it, it just drives you in a way that it's so amazing. So you know, what that, happens that, is you know, you, you, when, when, when we when we actually decide to take on, okay, I'm not going to complain for 24 hours. What we're saying here is that not only will we feel better, but things will start happening that didn't, that didn't happen before. Yes. Yes. That, that's basically it, right? Yes. Well, that, 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 and that's what we're bringing about, you know, because, you know, the, the strategy of, uh, you know, the, the strategy of complaining about things has brought a certain, uh, a certain amount of continual repetitive things in your life often. Yep. So when you, when you do something differently, there's no other option than different things happen. New things happen. And, you know, it, it, it's just, I have multiple examples of people who, who, who really, you know, just do this. One of the first things that I do in, in working with my clients is, is, to, you know, try to get them to, to stop complaining, stop filtering, stop anticipating. Uh, all this bad stuff, it, it, it really is when you complain about it and you whine about it, it's a term I often use, it, it's, it, it, again, it's putting out there more things to complain and whine about. And when they really buy into that, that becomes one of the quickest ways to change a mindset. You know, it, it, it just, it had a, a person in that, uh, it has a huge addiction issue, been dealing with it a long time. And he's been through every therapist in the area, been to multiple treatment centers. And, and it's very relevant. I'm not trying to minimalize what his, his, his previous issues were when he was a child in life and how they affect his mindset. But he has this idea that he has no chance of getting better until his previous issues are re- somehow resolved. And, you know, he's been trying that now for 15 years and it's not working. So we, he, he somehow responded greatly to, okay, why don't we separate that? Why don't we just, you continue to work with a therapist on your previous issue. Let's do that. But in your life today, let's, let's stop equating that we can't proceed forward until that's resolved. We can, we can uh, do a dual attack here. We can, uh, we can uh, approach life now with a different attitude, start a new thing while simultaneously working on that and then putting it behind us. And, and it, 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 it's, it's the first time it's ever been presented to him that way that right now remains in your control. I'm sorry that horrible things happened when you were a child and, and I'm not trying to minimize the relevance of those, but as far as right now, right now today, we can individually do this and not complain about what happened to us all those years ago or complain about the re- results that I keep getting. And, and, and a week after our meeting, he says it's the, it's, it's the first real week he has had, without any addictive behavior or, or, or drug use. And it, it's starting a new way of thinking for him. And, and he, he may get to the point where those past things aren't relevant. And that's, that's, you know, that's very much a, uh, uh, something he's going to have to come to, but at least for right now, this is a pretty big step for him of let's move forward. Not complain about the past. I complain about the anticipation of everything going wrong. Here I am today. Let's deal with that. That's very good because when you do that, you're, if nothing else, even if you're not trying to manifest anything, if nothing else, you're manifesting a good day or a series of good days. Right. And how often do right. we not have those? So being able to do that regularly, that's a huge thing. 
I mean, because that means, among other yeah. things, you're reducing the stress. That's huge. Reducing stress is big. I mean, it's, it, the medical people will tell us it's big. You know, the, the personal development people tell us it's big. The the uh, athletic trainers tell us it's big. Everybody tells us it's big to reduce stress. Well, there's a great way to do it. Yeah. Well, and, and when you when you focus on right now, you know, it it it's you know the 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 mindset that I had. You know, when early in my, my addiction recovery and I was facing just incredible, overwhelming, multiple lines of attack, I used to call it, you know, I was facing felony criminal charges. I, I, I had my credit, uh, I, you know, owed a fortune in credit card debt. I had nowhere to live and no vehicle. I, I mean, just nothing. I had nothing. It was done. And when I looked at the entire picture, I had plenty to complain about. And, and I, I, I wasn't able to see the, the, any light at the end of the tunnel because no matter what I would anticipate me being able to do, there was always 15 more things right behind that was blocking me. And it would, it, and again, this is before I really understood the law of attraction, but I was able, I guess through just the instinctual nature of it to say, look, all I can do is one thing at a time. All I can do is it doesn't do any good to complain about it. Here's where I am. Let's get busy. And I started taking on little pieces of this complex puzzle one step at a time. I let go of the rest. It, the, the outcome was irrelevant because it didn't matter, it, you know, what was going to happen two years from now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I know people that will get, you know, they, they get an, a, a letter from the IRS in the mail and, they, they, before they open it, they're already awfulizing it to the very extreme. I love that word of yours, awfulizing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, you open it up, and, you know, I had, had a guy do this the other day. He calls me. So, you know, things were going really well. I got a letter from the IRS. I owe him $14,000 in the way I pay him. I knew it was going to go back. You know, and he just immediately goes into this, this uh, downward spiral. So, we we stopped and said, just take a deep breath. The IRS is, while well, you know they they they, I'm not a big fan of the IRS. They they do work with people. They're very reasonable. I've seen them settle debts and people situate. And a lot of times it's a misunderstanding. And all this simply was, and and, and just to give a, a quick ex- explanation of what happened, he stole sold a bunch of stock. He sold a bunch of stock, and. Once you sell stock, you, the, the end of the, you, what you're supposed to do is you put a cost basis on the stock. And then you, uh, you, you, if it's a profit or loss, you only have to pay tax on the profit or, you know, or you take it off your income for the loss. And it's, it's a really easy thing to do. Well, he forgot to include the cost basis. So when he sold the stock, they were taxing him on the full amount of what he sold the stock for. Ouch. Yeah. And so. It, yeah, it was a simple form. All he had to do was call them. They gave him the form number. He went back and he, he did a cost analysis, a cost basis for it. And it ended up, it ended up creating for him about a $200 uh, return because he actually lost money on the stock deal. Ah. So it, it was, it, it, but he took it to the extreme and, and nothing. Now it, there's no such thing as a quick phone call to the IRS, but that's about an hour <laughs> and a half on the phone to the IRS. <laughs> He was able to reduce or get rid of the debt and, and make a small profit. So, you know, it, it, but we, we tend to look for, we are conditioned to look for the absolute worst case scenario, no matter what. 
And by the way, I mean, I, I agreed with what you said, but I have to correct myself. You said that there is no such thing as a quick phone call to the IRS, and I agree with you. But th- as soon as I said that, I realized, well, no, actually, that's not true. There have been times where I have made a call, and I, I made sure I got myself into a good place before I made the call. And the whole call, including the wait time, took less than 15 minutes. So it well, is and, possible. And that's a really good point, yes. And, and, in fact, I, I had I shared that a few uh, I don't know, a month or so ago with my son, uh, when my son who I adopted, I had to go on a Monday morning to, uh, uh, social security and change his social security card. And I was in, I walked in with a great attitude. I had prepared. I, I wasn't going to put myself in a state of being rushed. I took the entire morning off. Everybody was very pleasant. I, I walked in. I, I had something to listen to, put my headphones on. And I was, I was in and out in, in no time, which is unheard of. Mm. But again, I went in with that right attitude. And, and I've, I've had other, other situations too where, where, you know, you, you do that. And, and that's a really good point. Um, the, the only reason I say it's no such short thing with, to a short call there is for me, it isn't been the people haven't been very helpful. It's just, it normally takes a little while to get to the right person who can help you. Mm. Right. You know, it, it, it's, you know, because they're busy and the, usually the first person that answer isn't the person that can really help most of the time. Um, but, but I, I have generally found, as I was saying, they're very reasonable every time I've ever worked with them. Mm. And, and I, I gotta tell you those times when I have called, now I have to admit, I don't always get myself into that good frame of mind before I call the IRS. In fact, I try to call the IRS as infrequently as possible. But on those rare occasions where I have gotten myself into the good frame of mind, I usually don't get bounced around. In fact, on those occasions, it's usually the first person who picks up who can help me, which is, that's good. I, I understand what you mean. It's just that that's what actually happened. Well, that's your reality, and, and, and I hope that becomes my reality. <laughs> it, it, the, the, the problem that, that I have that I've experienced is usually the people, and I'm usually working on behalf of somebody else, uh, uh, like a client with IRS problems. So usually these are not really simple things. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, these are usually very complex cases that I almost always end up with the, the, like a special unit. Uh, that will work with us. And, um, so the, and that becomes getting them to see that. Uh, but, but either way, I mean, the idea that I don't view the, the call to the IRS is a brutal thing. I, I do allow time for it because if I don't allow enough time for it, then I set myself up to, you know, get stuck. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> oh, yes. you know, but, but, but it, it, those are all things that, you know, it doesn't do any good to complain. You know, it's like the weather, discussing the weather. You know, I, one of my my things I laugh at is you know, on a really cold day. I mean, I, I go to the gym every day, and I know the, I know the front desk people pretty well. And I laugh because on a cold day, everybody walks in and says the exact same thing. Ooh, it's really cold out there. Yep. So, can you imagine sitting at a desk with 500 people walking in and all saying it's really cold out there? You know, and, and I could always laugh. And, and so this one girl, she, one day I asked her, I said, what do you, what do you think I'm about to say? And she said, you're about to say it's really cold out there. And mm. I said, no, I'm not. I said, good morning. <laughs> and and, uh, and it, it was funny because she had just been, you know, she said, 
Yes, it, it, the fact that I see the snow blowing sideways through the front door, I I can deduce that it is pretty cold <laughs> out there. And and but you also are stating the obvious, and and it it just makes it uh, you know the, the the idea that when you're when that becomes a you, you know the, the weather is the weather, and my my complaining about it is not going to is certainly not going to change it, but it is going to make me focus on the discomfort of it more if I'm making that my main thing. You know what would be a fun experiment to do in that case? To walk into the office and first thing you say to the person is, boy, I'm looking forward to the warm weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Completely well, different it, way it, of looking it, at the same you know, phenomenon. A, yeah, well, you know, I know when the, the, in the summer when it gets really hot, one of the things that I have on uh, my computers, I, I can change my screensaver to different things, and uh, I, I and everybody can. I realize that, and I, and when I have a, I have a really beautiful picture of of a place I used to work at here in Richmond, a beautiful piece of property, and the, and I took it, and it was covered in snow, and it was, it, I mean, it smoke coming from the chimney. It was, it's almost a postcard, probably better than a postcard picture, mm. um, and I took it with my phone, so I have that. In the dead of winter, I mean, in the dead of summer, that's my screen. I like to look at that and remember mm. the coolness and how brisk it was. Sure. And in the dead of winter, I have a picture of me, you know, sitting on the bench down at the beach and, ah. and overlooking the Gulf of Mexico. And, and again, I, I, I don't focus on what the port is wrong. I look at what the next step is. And, and, and I, weather doesn't bother me. It doesn't affect me. And, and I don't let it do that. And it, it's just, but all that is that complaining, that built-in concept, is such a. Uh, it, it is so conditioned, and it also invites such negativity into into your life. Oh yeah, it does, no doubt about it. So let, let's try to uh, look at the positive for a moment, and and just get a sense of what it feels like and, and what the impact is. Like when when you have a good day. Talk about what it's like on a good day, and a good day is one where you're deliberately avoiding any opportunity to complain. They, they pop up, perhaps, but you just don't bite into it. What happens to your day? How does that play out? Well, the, the, day, the days go seamlessly. You, you don't feel – I don't feel stress. I don't feel uh, – you know, complaining, in, in, it brings stress. It is an inherent part of stress, and, and I, I bring humor to the equation. The, the, to me, the day goes more fulfilling – uh, it, it feels very fulfilling. I feel very accomplished in a day where I don't complain. Um, I, I don't dread going to work. I don't complain about it. And, and those are the things that I, I, I just feel uplifted and, I, and it invites more of that into my life. So, you, you know, it, it, it's I'm looking forward to today. I got an exciting day ahead of me today. Uh, I, I, I got to work. I have uh you know, I, I don't have to work. I get to go to work. I, that's how I tend to look at it. I have, mm -hmm. you know, I have a couple of things I need to do that I'm not really looking forward to. But I know just because they're no big deal, it's just things I need to do. So I'm not going to complain about them. I'm just going to go do them. And, you know, it, it, it is that mindset of sort of being excited. And what I believe, Walt, and what it isn't that what how it affects today as much as how it affects the overall view of everything. It, it, it really increases the, my satisfaction of life. I, I love my life and I do that because I don't have things to complain about in my life. There's nothing that I choose to complain about. That's and a good and thing. so the fact that it, it, it increases the satisfaction of life, 
I wish there, you know, I wish I could say, you know, 92.6%, but <laughs> I, I don't have a way of measuring it. But it really does increase my satisfaction in life a great deal. Oh, yeah. I, I think it, it is bound to. And in fact, my goal lately, I've been, uh, the last 12 days, I've been doing uh, what's called mirror work, you know, where you, you look in a mirror every day and you say, I love you to the image and you're looking your, right in your own eyes and so forth. And you say, here's all the good things that are going on. Here's why I love you. Here's why uh, I, I am so happy with what you're doing and so forth to, to basically give yourself good, positive messages to start your day off. I started doing that because Jack Canfield, of course, the author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series, as well as one of the contributors on The Secret, said that when he did it for like a 30 or 40 day period, his negative self-talk ended entirely. I thought, whoa, I want that one. Because if you got no negative self-talk going on, you're not going to be doing all that much complaining. You're going to actually stop complaining entirely, right? So I figured I'm, I want to Absolutely. start doing that. Oh, wow. And, and, that, and I love the, the idea of... Of those are tools that you know. That there's a um, a lot of people that you know, we, we we can do a show on this one day, but about the concept of tapping. You know, tapping when you, you have when you have things to complain about, or you have emotional things, or you have fear going on. There's a technique of it's sort of based on on acupuncture, but you just tap your you tap what they call meridians in your your body, mainly in your head area and some on your arms. And, and you do that while thinking about, you know, the, the, you're releasing the, the anxiety by doing that. So, so the mirror stuff or the, the tapping, these are all techniques that can help you get to a place where it's, you know, since there is zero value in worry, there is zero value in worry. There is zero value in complaining. In fact, it has negative value in complaining. Um, it, it, you know, learning to just not do that. And the key to all of this, everything we're talking about, you, you touched on it, is this inner dialogue. This, this inner dialogue, what you tell yourself picks yourself up or it knocks yourself down. That, that's all it does. And it's really big. It's such, it, it's such an incredible discuss, distinction between you know the the the, com, the complaining world or the celebrating. You know, the off the opposite of complaining is celebrating. Is anticipation. I'm looking forward to this. I I I I, I can make anything exciting. I, I'm I'm shocked at the things that I've made exciting in my life. You know, having lunch with a friend today. I've never had lunch with a friend, but this is a really uplifting guy that I'm having lunch with. I'm really looking forward to that. That's today. great. Yeah, that's fantastic. The, yeah. the the thing too, yeah. I've I've noticed on those days where I managed to keep myself in that positive frame of mind and and uh, basically put my hand up no thank you anytime i get the opportunity to complain or worry about something just staying on the positive place and feeling good and so forth those are the days where everything clicks you know what i mean like everything works yes. out you, you you sit down to do something at the computer and it works flawlessly seamlessly there there, there are no things that say oh geez you know, the the computer just crashed or i couldn't get the email to go none of that happens it just everything works, right. and then you go on to you know right. you, you go out you, you you do some shopping and you get the best parking spot and and the uh, the store clears out of the way so that you get to right where you want to go to first. You go to the checkout line and the, and the checkout line is open because you got there. And then you, it, it's just one thing after another that keeps working well simply because you, I got myself into a good frame of mind and I stood there and I stayed there right. and, and just in that process of standing there and staying there. 
more good things continue to happen. It, it, and, and they're little things. They're, it, we're not talking about my, my major dreams coming true all at once. That does, that's not what I'm talking about. It doesn't happen that way. I'm talking about just like little things go right. And then another thing goes right. And another thing goes right. And at the end of the day, I say to myself, wow, that was a pretty good day. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that is, that's the, how, that's how you sort of come along with it. And, and the more you don't complain, then the more you see these are really good days. Then, then, then it's like anything else. Complaining's a habit and, and it, it, it's ingrained, but, but you can also, but not complaining can become a great celebrating can be ingrained. And, and, you know, I've, I've had someone that said recently, well, you know, you, that's not realistic, not complaining. And I go, well, you're so, you're complaining about not complaining now. Um, <laughs> you're, you're, you know, the, the idea that it's not realistic is, of course it is. It's just, it's just part of it. I, I'm not asking people to have a false view of the world. I'm asking people to have the positive view of the world. Life has events that happen. It's, it, it, there are things that are happening. A lot of times these events are actually moving you to the next part of your life. And, and so they seem uncomfortable at first, but you get to a point, no matter what happens, that you can accept where we're at and not take it to the worst conclusion possible. Let's don't do that. I remember about, uh, I'm going to say two to three weeks ago, Louise and I went to a it's sort of a, a Southeast Asian, it's not just Chinese, it's like Thai and, and, you know, a variety of Southeast Asian country food styles that this particular place offers in Granby, which is just north of us. And we went there, had our dinner, and while we were talking, we were talking about LOA and about what it is we're trying to attract into our lives. And we, we were doing some visualizing on a house that we want to get and, and some other stuff. And an interesting thing happened on the way home. After we did that, we had a good meal, we were in a good mood, and so on and so forth. Got into the car and started driving, and I didn't notice what was happening until about three-quarters of the way through. There are 15, I counted them, there are 15 traffic lights between that place and home. And do you know what? We hit green on every single one of them. And I thought to myself, wow, that was pretty wild. Now, I could have justified that as like a coincidence, right? It was just like a one-off. Well, the next time we went was about a week later. We went to the same restaurant. And we did the same thing. We, we talked about, you know, all these things we're trying to attract. And you know what? We had green lights all the way home the second time. And I'm, I can hardly wait for the next time that we go because I'm sure as long as we stay in that positive frame, we're going to have green lights, all 15 lights, all the way home on the third time. I mean, this, it's just an amazing yeah. thing. That, that, and that, that's, that's when you see that absolutely working on your benefit. That you, you see that you, you you see how this stuff is taking place. It, it's it's feel it's sort of putting you in a place of not only just being successful, but but you you are now anticipating when you go. You're actually looking forward to it over something as you're, you're finding joy in something as simply simple as getting all the lights, which yeah. is the whole point. And it it all comes together. And we, we we're here in. You know, in this world, for whatever period of time we're here for, and so much when you waste it worrying, you know, that or, or you figure out how to make a simple trip like you're talking about exciting. Either one's valid. It is valid. You know, and, and, and you're and you're you're in charge of which one it is. So you know, that's the piece that I'm. I'm that I gather when you tell that is you've made something really cool 
out of something that most people would find pretty benign. In fact, I, I, the other thing is I wasn't trying to, quote, attract it, unquote, because that's what, you know, when we're learning to be deliberate creators, that's what we're trying to do, right? We, and we usually do it with the small things. We figure, oh, well, I can make it happen with a small thing better than a big thing. Not that there's any real difference, but we believe that there's a difference, so there is one. And so we say, oh, well, I'm going to attract that parking place or, oh, I'm going to attract that green light or I'm going to attract, you know, that, that meeting up with somebody unexpected or whatever. We, we try to do that. Well, I wasn't trying to do that. Louise and I had no concept of trying to get green lights. What made the difference wasn't that we tried to attract it. It's that we were feeling good. We were on, we were in alignment, as Abraham says. We're, we were in alignment with our inner being. And as a result, good things happened. Not because we deliberately asked for it, simply because the universe knew, well, they, you know, Walt and Louise are going to love it if we can give them a free trip all the way home without having to stop. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that, see, to me, this is, this is the beauty of what you're describing, Walt. This is so nice that this, this abundance, this feeling, this, you, 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 where we miss it a lot of times is we really start to believe that, you know, trying to get the concept down of, I got to deliberately attract a specific thing. Like you didn't attract the light, your mindset attracted the lights. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yes. And, 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 and to me, that's the beauty of, of where we're at. You know, you, you, you are in a position right now where you're attracting it, the overall emotion is what you're attracting. And, and I, I, I get, I see people get so stuck on, on, on the wrong things. And I, I just like the idea that, you know, I'm attracting what I'm putting out there and I'm going to continue to attract what I put out there. And, 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 it will manifest if I just sit there and just solely make it a, I, I can make, a, if I'm going to, when I leave here, I got to go to work. If I'm like, okay, I'm going to really, I want to really get those lights today. I mean, I'm really excited. About it. If I make that that big of a deal, it's going to have an opposite effect. I'm putting it, I'm, I'm, I become worried about it. Yes. Yes. The worry is what kills you. So yes. one more reason why it's such a good idea to go through an entire day, 24 hours without complaining or worrying. I probably should have added the word worrying to the title of this, shouldn't I? Yes. Yes, it, it, well, to me, it, it, it is the same. The complaining and worrying, they're, they're bedfellows because the complaining and worrying, you complain about it, you're not going to complain about something you're not worried about. That's true. That's true. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think under what circumstance would I complain about something that I don't worry about? And I don't think there is one. Right. <laughs> right. And, and that, that's, that's my, you know, that, that's my view of it all. Is you know the 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 complaints are usually attached to worry. Yeah, they so are. I'm, yeah, and and so that so that's why they that's why they go together. Um, so you, when you when you're not worrying and you're really living in this, uh, well, things feel pretty good right now. Uh, that's what you're inviting, and and, and it, the other way is is that that worry and that you know it it it, it is the to me, it's the most defeating part of, it's a negative inner dialogue, but it, it really is the underlying factor that defeats most people in this. Yes. In the law of attraction. Yeah, sure, because yeah. The, once the doubts creep in, we, we, here's the formula, isn't it? The doubts creep in, so we start to worry. And then we, yeah. as we worry, things, you know, we don't attract what we're wanting to attract, and so we complain about it. 
So there's the sequence right, right there, right? That's yeah. it in, in yeah. a nutshell. And, yes, and and that's how we get stuck because it, 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 if you look at if you were to, if a scientist were to put this in a formula and simply say here here's how this happens, just like you're saying there, the, it, we almost scan the horizons. Uh, okay, what's out there to you know it, it, it is you know things are going to happen or I'm anticipating the negative or. I'm using historical thought of things that have happened. I'm going to worry about that. And, and then it, it just leads one step leads to another. And then you, you okay, I'm going to, I'm, I'm so worried this. And I'm, then it, then it leads to the a defense mechanism of complaining. And so it's almost like, let's put the, the, that whole combination, imagine that same energy put toward the positive. That's a lot of energy focused on a negative event. Yeah. And, and, or, or, or your perception of an event that makes it negative. And, and, you know, because you're, you're firing it from different angles, whereas, you know, that positive thought, if you could apply that reverse technology, so to speak, on the, wow, I'm, I'm excited about whatever this is. I'm, I'm and really start to live in that. I, I'm looking forward to this. And, I'm looking forward to the challenge that comes with this. And I've always, I've always dealt with every challenge that comes along. So I want to be able to handle this and, and I'm not going to worry about it. In fact, I'm going to embrace whatever that next step is. You, you become someone who the, 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 you have that awakening, that moment where you're going, wait, I really am good at this. I really am <laughs> not worried about it. And a lot of yeah. times it's fake it till you make it. But then you get to that point of like, wow, I'm really here. And that's a good feeling too. When you get really here like that, as you said, and and you, or even as you're on your way to here, even if you're not there yet, you can feel the progress after a while. When you feel that progress, right. it starts to reinforce that. Well, this stuff is really good stuff. I, I keep going back to that formula though: doubt, worry, complain, one leading to the other. Yeah. And and yeah. Well, let me let me raise a question here because I think I know what I think the answer is. I want to see what you say. If you focus on going through a non-complaining, non-worrying day, you don't worry about the doubt so much. You just say, okay, I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to worry. I'm just going to keep my mind on, on happy stuff, on stuff that I like, on stuff that feels good. Now, Abraham Hicks teaches us that a belief is a thought that we think over and over again. And doubt is clearly a form of belief. So here's the question. Do you need to focus on just staying positive as a way to remove doubt because we certainly don't want to be thinking about doubt. We don't want to be focusing on doubt because that just reinforces it. So is it possible that just by focusing on feel good, the doubt goes away? I think so. I think because if you're in that truly positive state, then doubt has no room. You, you know, I, I, I tell people that you can't be grateful and depressed at the same time. You, you know, it's almost a similar type thing. You, you can't be in that really positive state and doubt things are going to work out. It, they, they don't occupy the space at the same time. Truly grateful isn't worried about that anticipatory stuff. And, and that, that's such a, a factor here that I want, at least, you know, in, as I live in my environment, I want desperately to live in this place where yeah, I don't have to do that anymore. And and when I say desperately, I mean, I desperately love I love positivity. I, I, I crave it. I want it because I've had such success with it that I use it in a way that that is like, oh my gosh, I I 
I can't be grateful the way I am. I can't be positive the way I am and live in a doubt world. It just, it, they don't coincide simultaneously. Yeah, they so certainly. I say the answer to that question is yes. Yeah, they certainly don't have the same vibration to use another Abraham term. They don't have the same feel to them at all. So I think you're right. I, and, and that's the conclusion I draw as well. I, I would draw it in part from my own experience that the more that I stay in a, a, a good place all day long, the more that the doubt the doubts, I should say, the plural doubts that I have had and that I have experienced, they, they're still around, but they lessen. They, they're getting weaker and weaker over time. And, and one of the reasons I love doing this mirror work now, and b- believe me, when I first started, I hated the idea because I did not like the idea of looking in the mirror at my own eyes and saying, I love you. I, that was just like the most creepy thing I could think of to do. But after I got through the first couple of days of it, it's actually, I can see how it's been a good thing. I actually don't have any problem with it now. 12 days later, it's, it's become really easy to do. And in the process of going through that, I can see the doubts are starting to shrink. They, they haven't gone yet, but they're shrinking. They're, they're going away. Yes. And that's a great thing because once those doubts are gone, then man, everything starts coming in. There's no more resistance left. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that, that's that million dollar answer. It is. It, it really is. It's a, it, it's an answer that keeps everything fresh in your mind. It, it's uh, 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 it, it, all that all that uplifting stuff that that when you're feeling that way, there's doubt and they diminish. And then the, then the less they are there, the more power the other has. Over, and that's how these things go away. It, it 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 gets to a point where there isn't a doubt. Now I may I may not know how I'm going to do something, but I don't doubt that I can do something now. Right. That's just how I live. Yeah. And so I don't waste any energy on, I, I wonder if that's going to work out okay or not. Mm. And, um, it, it's, you know, and, and it, it, I know it's going to work out. I, it, it, there's no way you can keep doing this all these years and, and, and overcome and then be surprised when it keeps working out. So, you know, wow, this is going to work out. I got it. I don't need to worry about it. Quoting the movie, the best exotic marigold hotel, everything is going to work out in the end. And if it's not all right, then it's not yet the end. Right. And it, it, it's just that there's, there's just nothing that can, can put you in a position to, uh, the only failure I think is, you know, is, is I view, as you know, I view failure as positive. Uh, and, 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 but most people's definition of failure is, is if you're still here, if you're still breathing and you're still alive and you're so, you can't have failed. Uh, you can't, it, it's an ongoing process. It's not done. And, you know, we're still in the, we're still in the fight, so to speak. As long as I'm still here, it's not over. And, and I've seen, good thing. You know, and I've lived through stuff, as you know, that just puts us in that, there's no doubt in my mind that's going to work out. That's a good thing, Zero. too. Well, the only thing that doesn't work out that I know of is that we always run out of time, and here we are running out of time once again. But uh, before we leave, I just wanted to give you a chance uh, to let people know how do people reach you if they want to have a little direct, personal, one-on-one coaching. Oh, well, I can be. Uh, my website is joelelston.com. Uh, I can be reached that way. I'm also on Facebook, Joel Elston. That's J-O-E-L-E-L-S-T-O-N. Um, I have a practice in Richmond, Virginia. I work with people all over the country. Uh, and I'm also the author of a book called The Bench. It's available on Amazon. Sounds so any great. of those ways will get me. All right. Joel, it's been a pleasure. Let's do it again next week. All right, Walt. Great to talk to you, my friend. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.